before the Lord comes, who will bring light to the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. So it's like he's saying, I don't even really know what's in my heart. I don't see anything wrong. Uh, not that I see, but I'm not sure. Like there's a time when God's going to come here and he's going to be able to, to judge what's in our heart. But it's, it's so hard to grab a hold of sometimes, like our motives and, and what's in our heart and what's coming in from, you know, from the inside out. That like part of it is like just it's judged when the time comes. And so uh, it's, if it's hard for him to even see what's in his own heart, it's really hard to see what's in other people's heart and to know what their motives are and, 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 and what's all inside. Um, there's this interesting story in Second Chronicles chapter 32. An interesting verse here really. It talks about Hezekiah. Um, I'm going to start in verse 27. So Hezekiah is a very prosperous king. He's doing quite well. Uh, and in verse 27 in Second Chronicles 32, it says, Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, and he made himself treasuries for silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of desirable items, storehouses for the harvest of grain, wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of livestock, and folds for flocks. He, he had it all. Moreover, he provided cities for himself and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him very much property. This same Hezekiah also stopped the water outlet of the upper Gate Gihon and brought the water by tunnel to the west side of the city of David. Hezekiah, so he comes up with this great idea of bringing the water in. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. And then it says this really cool verse. It says, However, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land, God withdrew from him in order to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. It's just such an interesting picture. It's like God's working with him, giving him all this, uh, all this provision, these great ideas. And then when someone comes to ask him, like, how did you think this up? How did you, how did you come up with all this? How did you prosper? It's like God's like, I'm just going to step aside here and just see what he has to say. And I want to see what's in his heart. And it's almost like like God wants to see what's in our heart. Like it's so, it's almost so tricky that sometimes God, like He steps back and actually chooses and says, "Yeah, what is in that guy's heart? I'd like to see myself." And so He like pulls aside to see what's in Hezekiah's heart. And um, I don't know what happens after that, but it's just a very interesting verse that God, He wants to know what's in our heart too. And so sometimes He does things to see what's in our heart. Sometimes He lets things happen to see what's in our heart. I think so. And uh, we had this, well, we had this youth campfire at the DH a week or so ago, and I asked this question, uh, let me think of how I worded it, I said, if you were God, so if I got to play God for a day, um, if I could change anything about my life, specifically me, what would I change? And I think it was several answers, there was lots of good answers, lots of funny answers, lots of, lots of thought-provoking answers, um, but if you were God and you could change anything about your life, you specifically, what would you change if you were looking down on yourself as God? And one of the answers that I heard several times was like, I would like to have the ability to be able to see people from the inside, to be able to see from the heart the way God looks at us, because God looks at the heart. And it's a great answer. I would, I would love to have that ability to be able to look past the body, look past the person from the outside, and be able to see what's in there. That might be scary, actually, now that I think about it, but it would also be pretty cool. Um, and so, in a sense, I started looking into it a little bit more and started, like, just thinking about it. And I was like, well, we kind of can, because there are ways that you can see 
what's in the heart by what comes from that person's life. And I want to share just a couple of verses here. Uh, Luke 6.45 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So one of the ways I think we can even see what's in our own heart is by what's coming out of our mouth. Have you ever said anything like, I don't know, it's just something came come out and you're like, where was that? Like, how did that come out? You know, it's just like out of, maybe you're frustrated or something like that. And, you know, you just say something. You say something. It just, suddenly you realize what's in your heart by the words that come out. Or you hear somebody else and you, you hear the way they talk. And you realize kind of what's coming in from the, from coming out from the inside based on what they're saying. So our words, in a sense, they do shed some light on where our heart is at. Words are powerful. Proverbs 27, 19 it's such a beautiful verse. It's like so poetic. I love this verse. Um, it says, As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. So it's like, as you're looking at water, like face, it's like a mirror, so your heart reveals who you are. And, so, and part of that is you see someone's, you hear someone's words, or you hear your own words, and you see what's in your heart. So I just come up with, I just come up with a couple ways for myself on how to check my heart. Like, if I wanted to check my heart and how to kind of see what's there and, in a sense, keep it in line, sort of like when God pulled away from Hezekiah to check his heart. Like, I came up with three different ways that I think about on how I can know what's in my heart. So, ready for those three different ways? First way is learning how to navigate change well. And there's something about change that, like, Especially if it's difficult, like especially if we hit a wall in our life or something that's hard where it reveals our heart like nothing else. And there's this verse in uh, Proverbs 17.3 that says, we read this actually in discipleship the other week, and I, I just forgot about this verse, and it brought it right to the front of my mind again. Um, Nelson shared it. It says, the, repi- the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. Such a powerful verse where it's talking about like you to get silver and gold, it goes through a process. It goes through a process of, of an oven or of heat. And I think what he's saying here is in the same way, God tests our hearts, where he actually lets us go through something, lets us go through heat of some sort, whether it's, a, it's just some sort of change to check up on our hearts and to see what's there. So there's something about going through a difficult time, or not even a difficult time. At first, when I wrote down ways to check my heart, I wrote navigating difficult times well, which is true. But then I was like, well, actually, you can see what's in your heart when you navigate good times well, too. Like, if I get uh, an inheritance, you might see what's in my heart. <laughs> if I get a job promotion, you might see what's in my heart. So it's not just, it's not just the negative, although it's mostly the negative, I feel like. But it's any change. I think there's any time there's change that there is a slice of our heart that's often revealed. We get to see that in our own lives and in other people's lives. There's this verse that I stole from Bob Sorge. I never knew this verse was here. And he shared it in uh, Ohio the other week when we were there. It's Jeremiah 48, 11, and 12. He's talking about Moab, the city of Moab, and using the city as like a person. And so um, he talks about this uh, city of Moab. He says, Moab has been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his dregs and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his tastes remained in him, and his scent has not changed. 
Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send him wine workers who will tip him over and empty his vessels and break the bottles. Such an interesting verse where, like, they've been sitting. Nothing's been changing. They've been getting stale to the, to the point where, like, there's no taste, there's no smell. And God's like, something's got to change here. They've been, they've been at ease from their youth. They've settled on their dregs. And so he says, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tip him over and break the wine glass. And sometimes I feel like he just tips us over just to see what's there. Like he just, it's for our good. It's, it's not fun at the time, but he just sometimes tips us over because he wants us to progress forward. He wants to see what's in our heart and he wants us to grow because really that's what he's concerned about. He's concerned about the heart. We're all like, don't change what I have here, God. But he's like, I want to see what's in your heart. I want you to grow. I want you to grow from the inside out. And so one way to navigate or one way to see what's in your heart is navigating change well. And how well looks like, I'm not sure. I think that's different in every scenario. But learning how to take change and learn how to walk through it with God. And you get to see what's in your heart. And the second one I have is simply, I just wrote give. Something about giving that reveals what's in my heart. And uh, Matthew 6, 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's a simple verse. Probably most of you have read it before. It says, talking about laying up your treasures in heaven, do not lay your treasures up in earth. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Giving always reveals my heart. And specifically giving money. You can give a lot of things. You can give your time. You can give resources. But boy, when you put, when it's money, it's just something about that money that reveals my heart. When I, when I find out that I'm, I've stopped giving specifically money, specifically money that I've worked hard for, that I'm trying to save up. When I stop giving, it reveals something in my heart. And so I'm always checking on myself, in a sense, to see, am I giving? Am I giving money? And it can go past that. It can go into time. It can go into resources. But I always start with the finances, to be honest, and just say, am I giving? There's, not, there's never a point where you make enough of money to where you can give. It's just, you just give. It's like the women that went with the two little... Uh, mites or the dimes or something and gave and God's like she gave more than the guys who are just pouring money into the offering box it doesn't have anything to do with your income it has to do with your heart and so there's just I, I, I watch how I give if I stop giving something's wrong with my heart it's a it's a alert sign um, the last one I wrote here is go <laughs> this is something that I don't know how everybody can do it especially if you have a young family, but I've learned that every time I go, every time I get out, travel, go somewhere else, especially if it's a different country, a different culture, my heart changes. Or my heart, you could say, has a way, it helps keep it in line. I realize that we're actually very blessed here. We actually have so much. Because almost anywhere else you go outside of America, you realize how well you have it. I remember the first time I went um, out of country Besides Canada, I went, my grandparents used to be uh, missionaries in Belize City, and I think I was 18 at the time, and so I went down there with my uncle, he took me down, and we just kind of explored Belize City and stayed where, at the mission where my grandparents used to be missionaries for several years, and, and stayed with the people, and it's like, not touristy Belize City, it's like back in the hood of Belize City in a sense, and it's like, I mean, everything's barred up. And you just, it's the kind of place where you don't really go walking out on the streets after dark. And I remember thinking, like, 
oh my word, I was just in my own little world for 18 years, never knowing what else was out there. I just, one trip, one trip, I come back to my house back here in Penyan, and I'm like, this is a mansion. Like, this place is huge. I have so much here. God's just given me so, so much. And I've noticed it many times over, when I get out, when I get out of my my circle that I've built or my life or my comfort zone, something changes in my heart where I realize I realize what God has given. I don't know how to apply that to everybody here. I know not everybody here can can get out or feel like you can go across the world. But I would just encourage you to look for opportunities to get out of your circle, whatever that looks like, and get in with somebody else somewhere else and see what God reveals in your heart. Because he will. He'll show something. If you can get out of your culture, in a sense, if you can get out of the people that you grew up with, just for a time, he shows something that's in your heart that is very hard to see when you're still there. And so, go. That's the third thing. Go. Um, that's my message. <laughs> Those are my three ways that I, that I want to check my heart because it's so tricky. It's so hard to, to tack onto is like what's inside of me. Um, it's learning how to navigate change well. It's learning how to uh, learning how to give, no matter what I make, no matter what I'm doing. And it's learning how to look for opportunities to get out of get out of my circle and, and go and travel and become involved with other people. It changes my heart and it keeps it in line because it's yeah, I don't know what's there sometimes to be honest. I don't know what's in my heart and it's hard to it's hard to figure out. Can we stand? I'm going to let you out, I think, early tonight. Yes, 6.06. Wow, we're very early. All right, enjoy the evening. <laughs> Let's pray this prayer. <clears throat> we put our hand on our heart. I think Penn does this. I'll, I'll, I'll do a pen tonight. Put your hand on your heart. We're going to pray this prayer from uh, Psalms. David prays it. It says in Psalms 19.14, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable, or that word is also pleasing, in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, let what's from the inside, the words of my mouth, what, let what comes out there, my words, the meditation of my heart, what, what goes on uh, from the inside out, Lord, let that be pleasing to you in every single person here. God, I, we often don't know. It's hard to know what's in our own heart. And so, Lord, I pray that you would, you would present opportunities for us to be able to grow, that you'd be able to stretch us and grow us and deepen that well that you've placed within us, Lord, that we would become, um, that we would become stronger from the inside out, that you'd continue to build a foundation under every, every, every single person here. And, Lord, I pray that for each one of us as we encounter uh, you know, people in our lives, that, that you would le- teach us how to live in a way that's, not judgmental, that we can, we, you know, we can't see what's in someone's heart, but at the same time, that's walking the line for what we know is best for our own lives. And so, in a sense, God, I pray that you just give each one of us wisdom on how to walk in the integrity that you've given us um, while loving and accepting others for who they are. I don't know what that line looks like, Lord, but you do, and I pray that you just give each and every one of us wisdom on that Let, and, and, and show us, show us more and more of what's in our heart. Lord, I pray that you'd bring it out into the open. I invite you to search me, to search me and try me. God, we love you. I love you so much. And we thank you for everything that you've given us, for the way that you've grown us as a people, for the way that you've grown us as a church. I ask you to bless every person here, Lord. Give them an incredible evening and a week ahead. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Appreciate it. I don't, is there any more announcements that I'm missing?
you are dismissed. Looks like you probably have a couple hours of daylight, maybe. Got a good evening ahead.